Hi, I'm Lawrence Pilar-Elfant, and you're listening to Motivation Muscle Radio 24-7 with host Eric Shirillo. What do you want? The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today is the middle of the month, 4-15-2019, tax day. Yeah, I mean, um, I imagine everybody's scurrying right now, but um, I got mine done last Monday, so I'm not scurrying at all. Made a little money off the state, which is... Uh, not usually the case, but, you know, I will uh, use that and enhance it in the M&M and FBC. Um, on that note, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner, I am a champion, and I am unstoppable. If you've been listening to any of my solo shows for the last six months with rewiring, with intention, with how to build yourself from the inside out. And it doesn't just go with training, but I will tell you this. My training has changed drastically with this type of thing that I'm implementing into my life. And believe me, it works. But we'll get into this more and more down the road. We're doing it with even the family guests on here more and more. You're going to hear that today. We're going to bring in our pal Sean Colden shortly who uh, set a record at the Arnold for the deadlift, but we'll talk about that and a few other things. But um, on that note, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product right now. There's probably at least six more with filming and some uh, monetary uh, things going into it. We could release that right now. But as I told Sean... We're over looking at a lot of stuff, working with people over in Europe for the show, and I am doing everything I can to get all the information to see if we get M&M in the Japanese market and some other markets in Asia. Um, it's where everything's going. The United States, we got plenty of listeners, but I'm looking even at Canada. M&M is striking pay dirt in Canada, and I thank everybody for that, too. But we're all through the U.K. everywhere, and everybody knows the U.K. is huge for a lot of the stuff that we talk about here. The stones, you see a lot of, like, big-time powerlifting. Um, uh, there's things changing here. Ryan Stewart, who's been on here, was just on here recently. We did a killer show. You know, they found all these famous stones out in Utah where he lives, and he is very dedicated, like Martin Janzix, who's a strongman, exceptional stone lifter over in Scotland. So um, hats off to both of you. Um, Great people, great people to work with, and this is what we need to do. And as I was telling Sean offline, we were talking about it, you know, think about kids, kids, kids. But there's so many adults sitting there on the couch using their thumbs and that's about it and that's not going to get you a nice long life and we're going to talk about that too today but um on that note also go out to uh com. um it's a prosperity conscious page and that is investing in two companies it goes right to my paypal account there's a 25 dollar a 50 dollar and 100 dollar investment now i call it investment i don't call it a donation because you're investing in us, and we are investing in you. And, you know, I've said this a number of times. Most shows make you buy a subscription to the show if you want to listen. We don't do that. We want you to buy our one product out there, and we want you to give because we give back like you wouldn't believe. So go out and look at that, make a decision, act upon it right away. You know, don't be indecisive with anything you do in life. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. This is number three with Sean. I hope we're going to be doing ten times of this amount or more down the road. There's an awful lot of plans I've got, 
and he could become a big factor in it just with what he's involved with and what he's gone through, and he gets it. All right, see, there's a lot of people that do this stuff that don't get it. It's more than just lifting weights, lifting stones, lifting sandbags, power rack, pulling, throwing, all that good stuff. And if you're really into physical culture, as I call it, then you understand the whole thing, what it's about. We'll never know everything, but man, oh man, as we were talking about offline, it's like, what's better than going out and making a goal? Or just something good for that day. You know, how about being the, the guy I remember growing up. There was this one guy. He was a weightlifter. To this day, I still think of it. They weren't the biggest. He had the biggest arms I ever saw of, like, an 11-year-old. I couldn't believe this guy. I was like, Hold, hey, strongest guy in the neighborhood. That That's the shit, man. That's the shit. So think about that. Also, too. Uh, sign up for a free newsletter. It goes right out to my MailChimp account. And you'll get content over content anytime I put it out. Also, another investment by advertising from here. Uh, Donnie G. Fardino has come in here, um, and he owns 8xclub.com, the maces and the clubs. And right now, if you go out to his site, 8xclub.com, or you can get a hold of Donnie through Facebook and a number of other social medias. Um, when you mention MM19, you'll get $45 off the kit. Um, and we're talking, um, it's not a cheap product, but Donnie invented it. That was all from years of heavy benching where he had some serious shoulder problems. Well, he came up with an idea how to load a club with various weights. There's nobody out there in the market with it. So I would tell you to go out and look at it, buy one. Our goal right now is to sell 10 within the next eight weeks. Now, we ran this special. We've never done this before. The 11th person that buys an 8X club kit, you get it for free. That's about a $275 order, folks. Donnie is the engineer of it. They're all made down in Florida where Donnie lives. I mean, he runs that place pretty much on his own. He's got a hell of a business. And like all of the entrepreneurs on here, you have to stick with it and believe in yourself. And you see what he's done, and he'll be more and more successful. We're talking to some other people right now. We got, um, for anybody I'm sure who knows uh, weightlifting, Elliot Hoos is going to be coming on here. Um, I just heard uh, we're going to have him on here. He's got millions of followers, and he's always doing video. He's been around for a while. I believe I can't wait to talk to him. Like a lot of us, started with nothing. I believe he's a multimillionaire now. Smart stuff, smart people. But go out and invest in us for $250 a month, you know, for one month. I mean, that isn't a lot of money when you put that down or you go with bigger packages you're going to get the best for me and get. Now, I'll give you anything you can get to get you where you need to be and to help us out financially, too. And, you know, let's work together for decades here. That's what we want to do. Just keep increasing what we are out there in the market. Also, too, go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. And on that note, I'm going to give you some information on Sean here. Number one. He's a power lifter, strong man, an entrepreneur. And, Sean, I know that was a little long, but there's a lot of stuff going on here. Welcome yeah. back, brother. It's always an honor, and uh, I'm glad as hell to have you on here. Oh, well, thanks Thanks for having me back, Eric. And, uh, and uh, I'm a big fan of your show, and uh, I appreciate you having me back on again. Absolutely. Um, if there's anything you want to give out as far – I know we've got some things with your son. Um, yep. Give out any of the websites that you want to give out um, – Anything else, and we're going to get started. We're going to walk right in, and we're going to have Sean walk us through the Arnold where he set a record in the deadlift. And it's very interesting stuff because it's going to go into a topic that could go all over. But I'm going to call it thinking for right now because most people don't think. And they all think that weightlifters and stone and all that – it's, there's no thinking. You know, you're strong, you're on steroids, whatever. Well, I'm going to tell you, sitting here, and I'm sure Sean will attest to this, you better be able to think and reason. Because if you can't, you're not going to last in this sport, let alone win anything. So take it away, brother. Hey, well, thanks, uh, thanks, 
Eric. And um, yeah, so I just came back from the Arnold. I competed um, at the Arnold Sports Festival um, last month, which traditionally is held the first weekend in March. And uh, if you've ever been to the event as either a spectator or a competitor, um, you'll know how uh, big of a, I guess, extravaganza it is. It's, uh, I mean, you get about 400,000 people in and out of that festival throughout the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, and you can't move. Um, so you're literally, if you're at the expo on, I mean, I was at the expo on Saturday and we were just walking around the main floor and we literally were stuck in like human, human traffic. Yeah. There. Yeah. We couldn't move. We couldn't move. There was only 10 minutes where we were just standing straight still and we couldn't go left, right, left, right, forward or back. And, uh, because it was such, such, it's, it was to total capacity in there. So it's a big event. I mean, you know, and, and your, um, your audience might be familiar with the strongman sure. events that they have there and, you know, Thor and Brian Shaw and all that. So all those main events are being held there. The big, um, um, deadlift they have with the elephant bar and, yep. um, all of that. So it's a, it's a great event. And, uh, I was fortunate to be involved in the Arnold pro deadlift on Sunday morning, which I think was either my fifth or sixth time being a part of that event. Okay. And, um, you know, it's, you're right there in the mix with everybody else. I mean, literally when we were, we were all done, Thor was right in the back room with us, just waiting for him to go back on. And, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus, if you stood next to him for more than 30 seconds, you think you never lifted weights in your life. Um, <laughs> he has to be the biggest man that I've ever seen. Yeah. And there's no one even close. It's yep. like, he's probably, I don't even know his height, but six, seven, six, six, eight, eight, six yeah. eight. And he, like, you don't even feel like you ever lifted weights. Yeah. I mean, you feel like you're back in elementary school again. Yeah. And, uh, but he, he was gigantic. And I mean, he was just sitting there waiting for his next event. So you co-mingle with those strong men when you're involved in the events that we're involved with. And, uh, it was a great honor, um, to be a part of that. Uh, USA powerlifting, um, holds that event on the main stage, right in the main expo. And, uh, I mean, it's filled to capacity and you're in front of that crowd. Yep. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was great to be a part of it. And fortunately enough, I was able to win this year and set the American record, um, for the deadlift in the uh, master's category, I'm a master's two, which is between age 50 and 59. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made all three attempts and I deadlifted 760 pounds. Um, the previous record was 705 pounds. And uh, I was, uh, you know, basically going against a very good friend of mine and IPF Hall of Famer, Brad Gillingham. Yep. And uh, it was just a great moment. And uh, it was a great part. And, you know, I had some of my close friends that were there with me and they were able to share my experience that uh, well before we go into that because i've got a number of questions for you on that it's interesting when you talked about half thor and everybody um scott shetler who's a regular on this show he said you know they were wandering around and just like you said it's like you're just you know shoulder to shoulder with everybody yes. So it was later on in the day, and he and one of the, his buddies, I think he was involved in some big kettlebell stuff there. They wandered over there. Well, the, who do they catch? The last two competitors, Brian Shaw and Half Thor, and he said, and I think it was when they were carrying the Husafel stone. He yeah. said it was absolutely just a stroke of luck, and to see them, you know, he said it was just bananas, man. You know, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's killer. But enough of them. Let, let, let's let's paint this up a little bit, Sean. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I know you've had some health issues with, you know, the hips sure. and things of that nature. And we all know uh, that it's not an easy thing to deal with. And when you're accustomed to be able to pretty much lift anything you want, whether you make it or you don't, and you know you're going to come back and get it another day, you know, we know the frustration and a lot of people do drop out they just can't wither it and the first question is obviously you have to be back with your health to go and pull 760 pounds all right i mean there aren't many people walking around on the street doing that so what was your approach now you knew you had i you know and you don't have to get real personal with it but you know tell everybody you were not able to really perform the way you had in the past some of the steps you took, and obviously we know, let's talk a little bit about the mental thing, the thinking, and obviously you, you said how it felt, but 
I want to dig into you a little bit. I want okay. you to I want you to tell everybody how did that feel when you pulled it. But first off, kind of paint the picture up. All right, you're kind of ailing a little bit for a while. You're doing all the modalities. Take it from there. Yeah, well, one of the things that I made sure I made a commitment of prior to this. So um, the last few deadlift competitions leading up to this, probably within the last two years, historically, my problem was is I would always have SI joint issues, yep. um, either on my first attempt or second attempt, or, you know, I heard it on my third attempt and wouldn't be able to complete the lift. So um, when I competed at the Arnold Classic Pro Deadlift back in 2016, um, I deadlifted 744 pounds on my second attempt, but I knew as soon as I put the weight down yep. that I strained, I strained my SI joint. And I said, oh, shit, um, this is going to be a problem. So I went and tried to pull 760 pounds on my third with the SI joint problem. I was unable to make the lift. And, yep. uh, you know, that, that was that. So and then we've had and we've talked about this in the past and I'll talk about this a little bit more. Um, we had we had uh, two events within the last two years to benefit um my son's memorial fund. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Yep. But, um, you know, on both of those, uh, you know, I hurt my SI joints on either the second attempt or I hit it on the first attempt. And I said, okay, Hey, this opportunity is put on my lap to compete again at the 2019 Arnold pro deadlift. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I'm optimal on mm-hmm. that particular day that I'm competition. And, uh, so I went and got, um, Active release therapy yep. every Friday for two straight months. I would drive up to Saratoga every Friday morning. I had the same routine. I would leave the house, have my uh, appointment at 930. I get breakfast up there at nine o'clock, be done from nine, to, have my appointment 930 to 10 and then go to the bookstore from 10 o'clock, get a new book. It was the same routine yep. for eight to 10 weeks. Yep. Just went up there. So how did it pay off the day of competition, you know, training, went well leading all the way up to the event. And, uh, but the most important thing was when I did my first attempt to 711 pounds, easy, no pain. Wow. Second attempt, 744 pounds, easy, no pain. 760 pounds when I needed to make the lift. And I'll give you a little bit more backstory sure. on why that lift was so important, but I was able to execute the lift, made the lift. I left the competition without an injury. And, wow. uh, that, that was the lesson to be learned. Uh, you have to do everything you can to make sure you're prepared for that day of competition. And uh, that was probably one of the biggest lessons I learned um, within the whole scope of that, uh, you know, the experience for that particular competition was to make sure that I was optimal physically. And uh, what did I have to do? I had to go every Friday morning, no matter what the situation was, if it was yep. going through snow, whatever I had to get there yep. and get that treatment. Cause it was 45 minutes. You know how far yeah. Saratoga yeah. is. Sure. Albany, it's 45 minutes one way. So yep. I had to make sure, and it was just for a half an hour appointment, but I had to make sure I did that every day and, and it paid off. Yeah. Um, off. I, I'm with you there. I mean, I've got to travel Wednesday down to my guy who does all that. And a lot of other things, Mark Colligan down in uh, yeah. Saugerties. So yeah. I'm going down towards the city because I he's an and, ART guy too, right? Yeah. And that yeah. guy that you went to in Clifton park is a friend of his. Cause he said to me, you know, if you can't get down there, but I've been going to Mark for 10 years yeah. and he's up on these different things that he does. And I mean, um, I can't wait till he gets me. I was telling Sean last couple nights, I haven't been able to sleep. I've been doing a lot of, um, different feats of strength, but, um, you know, I got that. I hardly get it, but when it happens to me, I can't take. I hate it, man. I got some sciatica running down the back of my hamstrings from my lower back down. Um, you can't lay down. I don't give a shit what you do. You know, I don't take aspirin. I even pushed myself to take aspirin the other night. That's because I felt like when I was walking around, like I was walking in circles, literally. Um, last night was a little better. I just heard back from him. I've got a 1045 Wednesday morning. Um, that's going to be good, and hopefully this is going to dissipate more. I've got to train very lightly with a trap bar tomorrow. Um, and it won't be any stretch of the weight, but the idea is, Sean will tell you, I'll tell you is this, unless something's hanging off the bone here, I mean, I've had it before with a bicep tear, I'm there. Um, you've got to make yourself uncomfortable because 
I can remember this from Rocky Balboa, among many things, and things I've come up with and done. I remember he was talking to one of the one of the guys who was with him, and he was saying he would squeeze a tennis ball till he felt his hand was going to explode, or stare up at a street light until he blinked. And he's like, well, "Why would you do that?" Because he said, "I wanted to make myself uncomfortable." Because he said, "I would, I knew I was going to use that at some point in, in my life." And as we know with the Rocky saga, obviously, you know, heavyweight champ, et cetera, et cetera. But the lessons out of things like that, being uncomfortable, Sean said, just like me, I had to go to Clifton Park, and it's no five-minute ride. It's a 45-minute ride. You got snow and ice, let me tell you, if you live up in the northeast, you better be able to drive because the majority of people on the north way are texting, and they'll run you right over and could care less these days. So – you have to be there. You have to do it. You no, you, Look it. No one's going to drive Sean up there every Friday. Okay? It's the same with me. You know, we, we were talking about our mutual friend, Ned, who's been on here, Ned Norton. And we were talking about, you know, how he sent me a note one day when it was snowing. I expected to see video of you outside. And I was like, that that would be the truth if it was a training day. Um, and that's what I mean. There's nobody dragging me out of the house to do that. I have to do that on my own. And I'll tell you why I have to do that on my own. I can't live without it. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I mean, uh, it's great to have a wife, a girlfriend, kids, whatever. My nieces and nephews, I love them to death. I die for them. But there's nothing I've ever felt like the feeling of just lifting something big. Um, and you can comment on that, Sean. And then the next thing I want to get into, obviously, is, you know, you did the things that needed to be done. You had success. I mean, you got – because that second uh, – that's a big thing right here. Every time you got to the second lift, the second deadlift – Second attempt, yeah. Second my attempt. Joint was su- suddenly the third, whether it was psyching you out, obviously you had a problem. But I, yeah. no, I don't care who you are. When that stuff is happening, you, that is being ingrained in your head. So tell everybody, how did you get rid of that? I mean, and I know there's nothing like success, but you had to have been thinking about that any time you go up for your third attempt. So take it away. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I was in good physical shape, but, you know, there's pressure. Here you go. You yeah. Know? So it, uh, so we're on this big stage at the middle of the Arnold Classic, and uh, – you know, the place is filled with spectators and you're going against uh, probably arguably one of the greatest super heavyweights of uh, IPF, uh, which is International Powerlifting Federation, super heavyweights of all time. Um, and as I told you before, he's a multiple, you know, he's a multiple IPF world champion. Uh, yep. He's already in the IPF Hall of Fame. We're, yep. We both competed together for, I don't know, 20 plus years and he beat me every time, like yeah. every single time he's beaten me. I've never, never won against him. And as I told you earlier, you know, one of your main heroes and, in, in, you know, within the strongman sports is Zadrunas Savickas. And, yep. uh, you know, he was a young powerlifter and I competed against him and I competed against Savickas in 2000 at the IPF world championships and, uh, Brad Gillingham won yeah. and he beat, he beat Savickas. Yep. So, uh, you know, Brad is a tough, tough, very, very tough competitor and, uh, you know, he wasn't at his optimal, optimal physical health, but, uh, he was there and, uh, you know, he, he's, he's a competitor regardless of, uh, what his, uh, you know, his, his physical being. he's always going to be there ready to compete. And, you know, he, had, we had both exchanged first attempts. Um, you know, I did seven eleven, I believe he did six seventy two, And then on his second attempt, he had missed it for, for a slight hitch and I had made seven forty four. Yep. and on his third attempt, he went to seven forty nine to take first place and also get the American record. Cause he's also within the 50 year old age right. group. Right. And so here it was, he completes 749. I already had put 760 in. I could have dropped it to 755 to win, but I said, ah, just keep 760 on. And, yep. uh, you know, everything's going through your head at that particular moment, but you'd be surprised. It wasn't as, uh, as emotional, as crazy as my group can get that traveled yeah. with me to the event. Yeah. We, we, we do a lot of yelling we do a lot of support and a lot of energy and a lot of emotion for one another. But this was one of those times where, you know, yeah, I knew what I had to do. Kind of like when you see a pro athlete, when, uh, when, when everything is on the line, you know, he knows what he has to do. 
And yeah. that's kind of the way I felt. It's like, okay, I've deadlifted thousands of times. I know what I have to do. And I just have to make sure everything that I do, I do it right. Mm-hmm. And as far as my setup, make sure my speed off the floor was what I needed to be and not give up at the top. Right. Because if you watch it on YouTube, it was a tough lift. Yep. And, uh, you know, at the top, it was, it, it looked tougher than it looked. It felt tougher than it looked. And uh, I completed, I completed a lift. And fortunately, I was able to win. And, uh, you know, the great thing about it was I had a lot of close friends that traveled with me that been around me for years. And again, if you ever watch a YouTube video or if you watch it on my Instagram page, um, there was a moment there where the lights went out and they not the lights went out in the venue, but the judges lights didn't work. Yep. So there was a little delay on if the lift was lift was good or not. And uh, so they finally said good lift. Yep. And, you know, my, my longtime trainer partner, EC Stump, was next to me and we hugged each other. And it was a yeah, it was a great moment for me, but it was also a great moment for me and him. And uh, you know, I even get emotional about it because he knows everything that I've been through. Sure. You know, the last four, four years. And uh, it was great to have him by my side there. Believe, believe me, Zachary was smiling down on you, man. Believe me. I'm sure of that. Um, where can they find that? Do you have a page with just Sean Coleman or should they just well, go out? Yeah, you can. I mean, I have an Instagram page. It's okay. S. Coleman, you know, just, just type in Sean, S-E-A-N, and then C-U-L, N as a Nancy, A-N as a Nancy. Yep. And then also on YouTube, you can just put Sean Coleman right. in there and it's it's on there. Too. We'll or get, you can, well, you can I'll get that up in the next side. few yeah. days when I post the show. We'll get yeah. that up on uh, Etched in Stone because, I, as I've told people, that page, we have that Etched in Stone for kids. I mean, Etched in Stone is for men and women, obviously. That show is growing. Uh, it's getting close now to 15 new people coming in a week, which is incredible for a page. But it's like with motivation and muscle and the things I hear from so many people, especially the stone lifters. And the, the way this show has connected so many people to one another that never did before, they're like, you deserve as much credit as the guys lifting the stones because this show has promoted so many things like that. But as Martin Janzik says and a few others have said it verbally on here, you're one of the few guys that has a strength show that actually lifts the shit we talk about. That's a pretty high compliment when I'm getting stuff like that from those people, and I appreciate that because I've busted my tail to create this type of atmosphere and devastating everything. That's my. That's just the way I do everything. But it's not about me, Sean. I know that I know how emotional it was for you, but yeah. just tell just tell me this. And I know sometimes we don't feel it right away because you're pinching yourself and saying, did I pull that or did I push that or did I walk that? Did that really happen that quick? Because we know how things work like that. Did it set right in on you emotionally? Yeah, well, I knew. Yes, yeah. I knew. I knew before even when I go because I tell some of the kids, some of the younger lifters that I train and even some of my friends that I train, I knew what the payoff was going to be. Yep. So before I approached a bar, like when I was in the back room waiting for the bar to be loaded and waiting for me to make that attempt, that's what I was thinking about. Okay. Like I knew the payoff. I knew I knew all the exhilaration that I would get yep. in that particular moment. Yep. And I knew the exhilaration that would carry over through my lifetime. And I knew oh, how yeah. much that meant. Yep. That particular moment meant at that particular time. And, you know, the payoff was, you know, getting that hug by EC when I did it. Yeah, because he knew my background. He's been very close to me. And then even all the friends that traveled with me from my gym, ABC in Latham. I mean, yeah. there, there, there was four or five people that traveled to me and every one of them hugged me. I still remember what they said to me in my ear when I was done. Yeah. And like the, the payoff is that. Yeah. And uh, and the payoff is, hey, um, I won so I can reflect back, you know, um, through my career. And I was personally I've been through a lot of difficult things, but I've yep. also had a lot of good things in my life. And uh, yeah. this is right up there with one of them. And as I was getting ready for the lift, I knew that was going to be the payoff. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. Like, it's not what I, I, I knew that it would be a payoff as time went on. Let me ask you this. I mean, are you thinking Arnold again in 2020? Is it too early to say, or if so, are we, uh, 
We're going to bump it up some more. What, what, what do you think you're going to do at this point? Um, I, I mean, right now, um, I mean, I'm having even powerlifting itself is difficult for me. I've competed my, I've competed for 33 years and, uh, yep. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, my shoulders are in really difficult shape right now. And, uh, I mean, just the, the, the mobility within my shoulders makes bench pressing difficult, makes squatting a little difficult to get under the bar. So, you know, I could potentially do a three lift meet if I wanted to. That was a plan that I had for 2019. Yep. But after this event at the Arnold that went so well, um, I'm just going to like just enjoy the moment for a yep. little while and uh, and then get ready for our, you know, we have the third annual Coleman's King of the Deadlift. And I'm definitely going to compete at that in October of 2019. That'll be our third time that we did it. Last year, we had 100 plus lifters at the King of the Deadlift and we raised $20,000. So yeah, that's, te- that's, not to that's not to interrupt you and tell yeah. everybody how that came about. I, I mean, if you're comfortable with it, with your yeah. son, I want people to know that, especially if they're local here or in the yeah. New York City, because we're all over. Let's see if we can get more people involved for you. So why don't you give a little bit of, of that, if you would, please? Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, there's also a great video that that on that is also on YouTube. If you put in Zachary Coleman Memorial Family Fund. It tells the story behind the uh, Coleman's King of the Deadlift that we established in 2017. My son, Zachary, passed away from a heroin overdose in February of 2015. And in honor of his memory, we decided that we were going to start a fund, um, the Zachary Coleman Memorial Family Fund. And this benefits young children and young adults um, within the Capital District that uh, maybe don't have the financial capacity to get involved in a organization or a group that can help them feel a part of that group or feel a part of the community. Uh, Maybe they might be an introverted teenager or an introverted young adult, and they need to be involved in a group that has like-minded thinking as them. Maybe they want to be involved in theater. Maybe they want to be involved in baseball. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to be involved in football, but their household doesn't have the financial means we will provide those financial means. So some examples that we had is there was a girl that wanted to do theater camp, cost $400. Her family couldn't afford it. We paid the $400. So maybe that, and that's parlayed to where that young girl went to theater camp and now she's a part of the uh, high school's elite chorus. Mm -hmm. And she feels a part of something now, instead of being stuck in her bedroom and feeling that, you know, maybe there's some hopelessness. Now there's hope. Yep. Now there's hope. Right. And, uh, so we, that's what we do with the money. But so we started in 2017. Um, we raised ten thousand dollars, and in 2018 we raised twenty thousand dollars, and we had over a hundred lifters, and it was a great turnout. And again, that was a that was an event where you couldn't even move in the venue either because it was so crowded. And we had such great support. So we're going to be holding it again in October of 2019. We're actually going to put a limit on the amount of lifters this year because we want it to be the same experience yeah. for everyone and yeah. not make it a you know, an unmanageable experience. So, um, you know, we, we hope to have, you know, a hundred plus lifters again and raise the same amount of money. And, you know, we're still getting applications just as I'm on a Skype call with you. Yeah. I'm getting a call from a middle school guidance counselor who has a young kid that's in a difficult uh, family situation and wants to be in a football camp. His family can't afford it. There's no father present. Mm-hmm. We're paying for it. We're mm-hmm. paying for it. We're going to pay for his cleats. We're going to pay for his football camp. And we're going to get him out of the bedroom and make him feel a part of the community and make him feel part of that team. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this is going on right now, Eric. I mean, as I'm, as I'm speaking to you, the calls are coming in on the other line. So That's uh, a great thing, man. Yeah. Doing, you know, yeah. l- l- let me tell you, you and I both know, and I've heard it so many times with the show and everything, I think there's a lot of people that mean well, but few follow through. Yeah. And... What we need right now, as my pop always said and so many people here, is we need leaders today more than we've ever needed in the entire world. That's why I always say with this show, it's leadership. Like my dad, I say it right on the show. My dad would always say, be a leader, not a follower. When you're a kid, you're, I'm looking at him like, what? You know, but now all those things that he said to me, they ring like the loudest Liberty Bell you ever heard chime. Let me tell you, right. it is, it's unbelievable. But yeah, um, and remind me, I want you to talk to Donnie about with ADEX. Um, 
especially when you talk shoulders and everything. Um, that club has restored more shoulders than you can ever imagine. But I'll talk to you when we get done with the show on it. But yeah. um, all right, so we've got the 2019 coming up, the dedication, obviously, to Zachary. Um, at this point, you know, we, we know, you know, obviously it's got to be very, very rewarding to know that you've come back. You've proven to yourself, and I mean, let's face it, 760-pound deadlift is no small feat when you're looking at that type of number. And we got into, you know, we've been talking about thinking all the way through here. What do you see? I mean, obviously, you're around, you're training these younger lifters, power lifters, or whomever, whatever they're getting into. And obviously, you've got your core that you train with yourself. But at this point, you know, we constantly hear the snowflake syndrome and, and it's easy to walk away and this, that, and the other thing. And we talk about thinking how most people don't think because the way society seems to be with the, you know, with the 24-7 media, no matter what you're into, a phone at your hand all the time. I mean, I was at a Whole Foods and Colony Center the other day, Sean. Yeah. I had to pick up. It's the only place that sells uh, Scare, the one that I ate when I went to Iceland twice, and I love it. But I don't love that place at all, believe me. And I'm not, I don't even like giving them free airtime. I bet you it was maybe me and a few people. I was the only one that didn't have a damn phone in my left hand walking around. Nor yeah. would I, okay? But my yeah. point of the matter is the stuff you like to do, the stuff I like to do, so many others like to do. To me, there's a different mindset with everything. Now, Sean's an entrepreneur like myself. A phone is very important for what we do. Yeah, I got it. But I'm not the kind of guy, if whether I was an entrepreneur or not, would have a phone in his hand. That's not my nature, all right? Um, I think they're important for certain things, but it's just like what we're doing here today. Who would ever think we'd be running Skype software? Granted, Sean isn't that far from me. But think about this. I'm able to speak to him without having to go to him and meet him, first off. And think about all the shows. We've got one with Charlie Oliphant from Scotland Friday night. I just had Kara Shaw on Scotland this past Friday. Her show is going to go up today. I'm in the middle of writing it. Um, It's absolutely amazing. But I also think what it does is it draws down thinking from most people. You start getting in these patterns. Everything's a habit. Everything's a pattern. And when you find you don't have to reason or think a lot, you become very lazy. You become very easily manipulated. And you you hear Sean and I talk about where we say there's a lot of kids out there with broken homes. You know, there's a lot of kids out there where they could be on the cusp of getting into some serious trouble. You heard Sean talk about that young girl they feel like they belong to something now. See, if you're not getting that with your parents or you come from a one-parent family or you're living with your grandparents, it's a it's a different thing. And I look at my nieces and nephew, you know, they range from 17 down to 9. And obviously, they have a hell of a house and they the kids are so successful and they're going to do huge things. I can tell you they have already. And you see the difference in in how lucky some kids really are, man. It's just, but you know what? Your environment is going to bleed out what you are. But here's the greatest thing: there's been some very famous people, maybe people you've never heard of, that came from nothing, that were stepped on, counted out, told them that you're no good, and they took it and they ran with it and they created a life with other people helping them where they became very successful. So never lose faith in yourself or hope because there's always another opportunity. Every day you wake up, you have an opportunity. And that's one of the things I say to myself the minute I get put my feet on the floor. I say today is going to be another big opportunity for me, for the businesses, for the people I'm going to touch and who are going to touch me. Take it away, brother. Good. Yeah. So it, um, I mean, I heard you mentioning, um, you know, about the, uh, you know, the cell phones and social media and I I don't want to get into my thoughts on it too deep, but I mean, I think, you know, in relation to what I talked about earlier, when we talked about the, 
um, you know, the teenagers and the young adults. It's, uh, man, it's a difficult world they're growing up in um, with this yeah. social media and, and, and the uh, and the, the, the smartphones, et cetera. Because, I mean, when me and you grew up back in the 80s and the yep. 90s and getting involved with it, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything from where I grew up. I mean, the fact me that either. you have at this particular era, you know, you have in this generation, you have a 14-year-old kid um, that is, you know, you know, judging his acceptability when it, within his peers based on how many uh, taps he gets on a, on a phone <laughs> screen. You're right. You know, yeah. And that's, that's unfortunate. Um, and, you know, how does that make someone feel? I mean, we're all human. Yep. We're all human. You know, and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you, you get you get 10 you get 10 likes. And your neighbor gets uh, your friend in your classroom that sits next to you gets a hundred likes for the same picture. Yeah, uh, that's it's like demoralizing. Yeah, um, and it's it's unfortunate. And and as I said before, it's almost criminal. It's yep. almost criminal that we 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 have these young kids are exposed to this. Yeah, and uh, I could talk I could talk more about that on another podcast. Yeah, but, we'll do uh, that definitely. Yeah, definitely. but you know that's a tough world for these kids to grow up in. Well, you know what, too, Sean, is this. Um, this is why I stress physical culture, and we put it all under the umbrella, whether it's stones, powerlifting. I'm talking bodybuilding from the sense of a bygone era. You know, we're talking, you know, uh, well, everybody will say Arnold, but it started long before then, too. And, um, look, you don't realize the significance of getting out there and skinning your knuckles and your knees, and maybe now and then you get a bloody nose, or you get put down on your knees because you've worked so hard for something, and it just blew up in your face. And then other times you go out, and you're like, like I said before, did I really lift that thing? Because it went up so damn quick, you're like, no way. The point of the matter, that's why I stress physical culture so much. And I've had more people say to me, well, they're too young and you can hurt their growth plates. Bull, bull, bull. I don't buy any of that because anybody that knows how to train properly is going to know. I don't like using the word limits because I don't like that word at all. But if you have a younger student, if you know what you're doing, what am I going to do? Try to try to push a uh, an eight year like Danny, a nine year old now. All right, he lifted a sixty one sphere. So the, the smart money would be what? I'll put a two hundred pound Atlas stone in front of him, tell him to lift it. Come on, all right. Yeah. And this is where these people are coming from. And most of the people that are telling you that they're too young or they're too old or you know why would I want to do this? Here's my question to you. Why wouldn't you? It's all yours, Sean. Yeah, no, I agree. It, uh, I mean, you know, it's just about teaching teaching them goal setting and, and accomplish, accomplishing their goals. Yep. And I think you keep it at that. Keep it to the basics. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just accomplishing something, you know. And even if that is uh, picking up a stone, bench pressing, squatting, deadlifting, or doing, you know, push-ups. Yep. You know, you say, hey, you know, they started with one push-up and – you know, six weeks later, they're at 15 push-ups. It's just about goal setting. It doesn't always have to be coordinated around, you know, um, steel and iron. It's right. just something that they accomplish a particular goal with. And then if they want to graduate to that steel or iron or stones, so be it. Or if they want to participate in right from the start, yeah. that's great too. Yeah. Um, we, all, we, all, we all know whoever we're, you know, mentoring, what they're capable and what they're incapable of. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's when you're shoulder to shoulder with them and, and providing the mentorship, you, you know what they're capable of and you can see it in their eyes, what's going to get a rise out of them and and what's going to make them feel accomplished at the end of the day. So I think, I think they got to give a little bit more credit to the people that are trying to help mentor them instead of being a, instead of being a judge on, uh, you know, what's right or wrong. They should get involved because there's not enough adults out there mentoring youth and it doesn't always have to be in a physical nature. No. It could be in a mental nature too. Why doesn't a, you know, a librarian, you know, and I'm not picking on librarians yeah. or, you know, no. why doesn't a librarian go out and help a young kid, you know, make them, you know, feel the love of, uh, of literature and books yeah. and uh, introduce that to them. And because that could be just as satisfying to a young adult as what we're providing. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about podcasting and stuff. I mean, 
Why don't people of that education, you know, leave your political yep. views out of everything and say, you know, here's some classics, here's some masterpieces, and here's the best thing you yeah. can do. Write your own book, all right? Yeah, exactly. That's my point. People don't realize, you know, I've had people on here, and I love talking to people because this is what I'm doing now. And it's like um, you would be at – well, I'm sure you've met up with it. You know, you'd be actually amazed how people just kind of – poo-poo themselves you know well i don't have anything to say or you know what i do isn't special well you'd be amazed how special you are all right yeah the problem is and this is always going to be a problem is who are you hanging around with who are your friends who are your mentors if you have any and when you're hearing you know we talk about social media and all that when you hear that constant barrage of why would you want to do it? Or it's no good for you. Or, you know what? Nobody else is doing it. You know, see, what happens is, and, and this was the thing, like you get 10 likes or 100, and the next thing you know, you're suicidal. And that yep. is true, okay? Now, why not look at things as, okay, what am I going to accomplish today? What goal do I want to go after? Who do I talk to? Do I go and search out Sean, Eric? Who could help me here? Who's going to give me an honest evaluation of who I am when we're in the situation or the setting that I want to get into? These are all things you need to start asking yourself. Stop, and I repeat this, stop following everybody else's lead. You know, we hear this a number of times, and I've had people on here I've interviewed, and it's very interesting because one of the things a lot of the, the ones that have been really out in the thick of everything and are successful, they'll say this. It's like, um, if you go and walk through a cemetery, you're going to hear the voices saying, I wish I did this, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give it to Sean, and we'll wind up, is this. Don't die with regret. Don't. Yep. And don't yep. think, and don't think, you know, I've had people say to me, you know, hey, you dropped out of a successful job in IT. You know, at the time, this was five years ago, I was making $82,000. I'd be making over a hundred grand now. Why did you do that and go out on your own and you're not even making half of that? And a lot of times you're banging your head against the wall. I'll tell you why. Because I have loved weights long before I even got into stones and everything else from the time I can remember. And everyone knows, you know, with my brother, Jimmy dying of muscular dystrophy that put in that uh, there's nothing now ever imprint my brain other than Jimmy, nothing. I've had a lot of things that have hurt me or I've hurt it or whatever, but nothing. And I repeat, nothing has ever had such uh, an effect on me, and only a positive effect. I mean, that's why do you think both businesses are dedicating his name? And then we talk about what was it that got you finally into the strength? <clears throat> Excuse me. It was the first time I saw an Incredible Hulk comic. I bought this comic, and I bet I wish I still had it. I read that thing where the pages fell out of it. Okay, there's certain things that are going to bring you to a point that it, you're going to either take it and roll with it, or as, as my dad says, take the bull by the horns, okay? Or you're going to sit back and do nothing, and then, you know, the years start going, and the decades start piling up, and the next thing you know, you leave Earth. And you're wondering on your last days, man, why didn't I do that? Or why didn't I tell that person I loved them or apologize? I'll tell you why. Most people don't want to ever feel like the other party's bigger than them. I've given all that up. I could care less, man. I, I could care less. I know where my power lies, all right? And the thing is, once you've got that, nobody's going to take that from you other than God. That's it. That's the only thing I feel that will ever defeat me in the very end. But when I go away, whether it's heaven, Valhalla, or wherever, I'll know that I fulfilled my promise. My destiny where I wanted to be. Do, well, I get everything done. There's no way. If you knew what was running through my head right now, it would probably fry your mic. Believe me. But I'll leave it there. And obviously, we'll have Sean on if we can arrange it where we can get him on every month or every other month. We'll get him on because between he and I, I am sure we can tackle massive, 
massive things out there. Sean, summarize everything. Take your time. Give out, you know, if you want to give out the website for Zachary, any of that stuff, be my guest and uh, hang on and let me give out my info and we'll wind today's show up, please. Okay, great. No, thanks. It, uh, yeah, we're going to be having the Coleman's King of the Deadlift again in October 2019. More information will be coming on that. We haven't even set a date yet, but uh, we'll have it. If you can go and then the social media sites for ABC Sports and Fitness and Latham. Also, there's an Instagram page for Coleman's King of the Deadlift. Um, you know, as far as uh, what we talked about earlier, the event of the 2019 Arnold, there's uh, there's some videos on YouTube. Um, you know, ABC Sports and Fitness has a YouTube page. Um, I have it if you put Sean Coleman on under there. And also on Instagram, I have it under Sean Coleman. And uh, that'll show those lifts there. And, um, and, 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 and we also have a site for our Zachary Coleman Memorial Family Fund, which is um, www.zacharyspirit94.com. And, uh, and thanks, Eric. Thanks for uh, being a part of this. Hey, anytime, bro. And um, as you get closer to date, obviously you'll be on, but you can send me the date. I'd be glad to announce it for you on the show. All right. Thank you. Thank you, know, you very much. I that, appreciate that, it. If that would help you out, that, that'd be my pleasure to do that. All right. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. Also go out to our Prosperity Conscious page. Get involved here. This show is not cheap to run. I've had to go out and get other work, obviously, because if you know me, I am a pit bull, and this is going to be a national radio show. And as I've said to Sean and many other people, there's going to be a day, and there's going to be many days, where there's a group of us standing on stage who most likely will all be entrepreneurs or success in whatever the field is, and we're going to get to speak to the people that Sean and I have been talking to. And when you, to me, that's, you know, it'll be great to be national and everything. But to me, when I'm standing up there, I know I made it. The only other thing I would think uh, would be when I'm finally standing over the Husafel stone after I've destroyed it. And it didn't get me the second time, third time. All right? Um, Big stuff, big medicine. You want to go out and play with the big boys, get ready because you're going to have a lot of things rolling right over the top of you. But can you stand up and make it another day? I know you can. And you've got to subscribe to that mindset. you got to get up when it's 4 o'clock in the morning and nobody's waking you up and go out and do whatever it is you got to do. It might be raining, snowing. The, the heat index could be so high you don't even think you're going to make it to 90 feet to the garage door. But you know what? You find a way. That's the difference between a winner and a loser, a quitter. If you subscribe to being a winner and a champion and unstoppable and you talk to yourself like that, say I say things to me all the time, that can't get me. Might not sound like much. Repeat that a trillion times and watch what's going to happen to you. These are the things you got to start doing. And we'll get into this more and more. I can get into this on the next show with Sean, too. These are the principles, the standards that most people don't even talk about. Oh, you're great physically. You can do it. Okay, first time you get an injury, what are you going to do? Is that person going to be there to help you? See, this is what I like about guys like us and many others. Yeah, there's people that help you, blah, 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 sponsorship and all that. But, you know, you don't have somebody to wake you up. You're not having somebody fix you all the meals you need. A lot of this well, you have to take it all on your own. And to me, like, Sean met that 760 and, and drowned it finally, okay? That, to me, is so rewarding when you don't have somebody holding your hand all the time. That, to me, is so important. Those are the people that know how to train people because they've been there, they lived it, and they've just about died over it. That is the important thing that... It's not really taught anymore. This this stuff isn't taught in schools at all, if it ever was. You know, it's not taught in the outside world because we all should get a trophy, okay? Life doesn't work that way, but we'll go on more and more with that. So don't forget, obviously, too, to, um, you know, invest in M&M and FBC. You go right out to my PayPal account, $25.50, and it goes right in there in the business, and that's all it's used for, believe me. Also, too, uh, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. This show 
will be up on Wednesday, barring anything. If not, it'll be up before, you know, Friday night. Um, so check that out and go out and listen to the first two shows I did with Sean. They're excellent shows. You know, you want to get a feel for this gentleman, you'll get a feel for him right from the introduction where we introduce him and, and welcome him to our M&M family. Also, too, um, let me think. Uh, sign up for a free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. That goes out to my MailChimp account. And you know how content-rich we are here. You will get anything right in your inbox. Also, another investment advertised with The rates are cheap. Eventually, they are going to go up. But I will give you the best of the best. And I want to make you money, and I want you to make me money, too. I'm not shy about it. I've said it before. Everybody wants to go out and save this and that, but people don't tell them there's one thing you need to do at all. You need money. To do the things we want to do, we need a lot of money, a lot of capital. But we will do it, and that's the way it is. Also, too, um, our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them anything. Words of inspiration. Five words will change your life, I'm telling you. And don't forget, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We've got, we're on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts and a number of platforms. And if you want to get Eminem in your car 24-7, go out to AHA directory. That's pronounced AHA. Um, as my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are going through, and man, oh man, it is more prevalent than ever. And something else, walk with your head up. Walk with pride. God, all I do is see people looking at the ground or they're looking at their phone. I learned in martial arts when we were like 13 years old, one of the things our sensei impressed upon us, two things. When you walk outside, never have earbuds, and this was even back then, in your ears because you're going to become a victim. And never look down when you meet up with people. Make eye contact, even if it's brief, because that says a lot about you, and you don't want to be a target. There's too many targets out there. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, press it, squat it, Deadlifted, obviously, I said pull. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says here, in blood red, domination. We are domination. We clear cut the path. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. Don't ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave, brother, getting higher and wider every day. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. It didn't matter how busy he was. He walked every patient to the door and said, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day or just walk around. They call that a paradigm shift where you could be having the worst day and all you do is say those two words over and over. Keep smiling. You will see a change in you totally. Believe me. If you don't believe me, I challenge you to try it for sure. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. Join our family. Be part of us for the next 30 years because I'm telling you right now, we believe in you and you need to believe in us and we need to work with one another. Um, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you and we got your back. And I don't know many people in today's world that would ever put something out like that. And before I sign off with Sean, remember this. You're all winners, you're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. I can't impress that upon you enough and those around you that don't believe in you and are put down artists as I call them I don't care I've told you about family and friends I've lost because of this business you have to get away from it you have to go out and build a circle of like-minded people who are better than you because if you don't you got nothing to claw and grab at to get better than them so think about that. Sean, awesome show, brother. Thanks for coming back on, and we Thanks, will sir. talk soon. Thank you. Anytime. So for Sean Colin, this is Eric Fiorello.
as I said, the show will be up no later than Thursday. Um, so check it out and check out the other two I've done. Um, Kara Shaw will be up today. That was a killer interview with her. She's outstanding. She's a power lifter and stone woman from the UK, Scotland. She is awesome. So we will talk to you soon. And don't forget this. Life is asking something from you. Are you going to deliver? That's up to you, but I hope you will, because if you're part of our family, we require that. So, as I said, for Sean Coleman, this is Eric Fiorello. Have a great rest of the week, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.